Welcome to Freedom to Retire with Jim Cipriotti, powered by Retire Ready Financial Group. You got to be prepared. If you're not prepared and you have too much risk, you may make some adverse choices. And so you need to have a plan because the downturns are going to happen. Jim Cipriotti has been helping people in the greater Philadelphia and South New Jersey areas reach their retirement goals for over two decades. We just want to make sure we're not too aggressive, not too conservative either. We want that nice mix. And that's what I help my clients with every single day. Now, Freedom to Retire. This is, in fact, a presidential election year, and it is expected to be contentious. Some would say it's already contentious. The question for retirement savers that are in the market right now is, how is that going to impact my money uh, this year? So what does history show us when it comes to elections and stocks? Well, geez, election years, I mean, they, they always just naturally make us a bit more nervous, mm-hmm. I mean, don't they? Because, you know, our minds just get racing about all these different things, like, you know, if such and such gets into office, then God only knows what's going to happen and to X, Y, and Z. And then, you know, we, we find ourselves, you know, going down a rabbit hole of all of these different possibilities that, you know, if the candidate we don't want gets in there and, and, and look, besides getting out there and voting, there's really not much else we can do to, to control who gets elected into office. Exactly. But, but, you know, we got to look at the record throughout history, um, you know, especially when it comes to the, to the markets. And if you do so, you'll, you'll see that stocks, they kind of tend to rally nicely in the year right before Election Day, kind of mm-hmm. like this, you know, like we're heading like we're in right now. I mean, you can go back to, to 1952. Uh, and if you look at the S&P, there's studies uh, that I was reading about this recently. The S&P only went down since 1952 um, three times in these election years, 1960, the year 2000 and 2008. And it, it might have been a coincidence, but all three of these years were were open election years, meaning there's there was no incumbent running for re-election. So, so think about over the past seventy, almost eighty years, that the market uh, has only gone down three times during three of these election years. So, when we go back and look over things a little bit more deeply, history tells us that 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 every president who managed to avoid a recession in the two years before their re-election, they also went on to win a second term. Hmm. Uh, and then every uh, president that experienced a recession in that same stretch of time, the, the two years before, um, they ended up uh, losing the election. So um, there's all these little fun facts out there. Here's another one um, that um, uh, that there's there's been 24 presidential elections since 1928. Um, and if the S&P was positive in the three months leading up to the election, which is a small window of time, yeah. uh, three months uh, leading up to the election, either the incumbent or the candidate of the incumbent's party ended up winning the election. In other words, voters loved that momentum. Mm-hmm. Like, look, look how good things are going. Uh, well, things are doing so. Um, and the uh, and then the, the four times um, there was the indicator. Uh, it, it was incorrect, by the way. There was four times where that did not work out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the index, uh, you know, rose, but the incumbent parties uh, still lost. So, you know, I guess if we look at all these strategies, you know, do they hold any water? You know, we'll have to see how things pan out in the market this year uh, to determine how people might cast their vote in November, because people, you know, you better believe it. Americans, a lot of us vote based on how healthy or unhealthy our investments are looking right up uh, in those months right before the election. 
And now look, the Fed is positioned, coincidentally, uh, to be lowering interest rates in the coming months. And that can certainly help out the markets and make them look pretty healthy, Chris. Yeah, so it's, it's pretty interesting. And obviously, as, as Jim said, you know, don't let these these stats and facts and figures deter you from voting. By all means, it's, it's your right as a citizen. You should get out there and vote, you know, with your conscience and however, however you choose to. But here's the thing. You mentioned they look back at, you know, how the market's been doing largely on how people vote. But it's it's a bigger game than that. People need to think big picture because it's there's not just going to be one election in their retirement or in another election. And you don't need to have these knee-jerk reactions every four years or every two years if you count the other elections. You know, you need to have a plan in place that's going to beyond who is who's in the White House, beyond who is in Washington to get you through the next 20, 30 years. Right. That's a great point. I mean, geez. Uh, if you're if you're really that nervous, maybe you're taking too much risk yeah. with your portfolio. And look, I can say honestly that after speaking with hundreds and hundreds of, of fellow 1210 listeners, I, I know that so many people who are listening right now even have, have completely pulled out of the market when Biden got elected. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of folks, um, they were, you know, maybe in their 60s and their 70s. And they said, you know, to themselves, you know what? I'd rather be in a, in a safer haven, uh, maybe earn just a little bit of interest rather than risk losing very large portions of my retirement savings with whatever path Biden has to to to, to lead our country down. So and and to be frank, I, I, I kind of felt the same way. I mean, I was I was nervous, too. But look, I'm in my late 40s. I'm, I'm nowhere near retiring. So if the stock market became turbulent for me, you know, I'd have many years to recover the money. But once you're in your 70s, or even your 60s. I mean, heck, who the heck wants to wait several years just to recover losses to get back up to those levels and go through all the stress that comes with it? Um, but look, at the end of the day, none of us have a clue as to how things are actually going to pan out with the stock market. So if there's any silver lining here, I'd say one positive aspect that we have going on is you know, right here in the investment world, we still have very high interest rates. And, and look, these rates aren't looking that great if you want to go out and get a mortgage right now or get a loan, uh, but they're fantastic if you have money to invest. And I know a lot of you have money in these 401ks, these 403bs, and uh, you know, invested in these stable value funds or these money market funds, uh, maybe these short-term bond funds um, where you might be, er- you know, be earning a couple of percentage points of interest per year. Um, there's a lot of federal workers uh, listening right now that have that thrift savings plan. And a lot of you have a big chunk of that money in that G fund. And you know exactly what I'm talking about. That fund has been averaging around 2% interest per year over the past several years. So the question would be, why not get some of that money into something that can offer you a much stronger interest rate, maybe for the next few years, Uh, especially if God forbid Biden gets elected again, why not have your money invested something secure that's paying you maybe closer to that 6% rate of interest uh, instead of the 2%. And financial advisors like myself can teach you about the many different types of secure investments out there that can offer you those rates in that 6% interest rate for the next few years. And, and geez, there's so many people listening right now at this very moment who have money in these, these target, these, uh, these like the 2020 fund, uh, the ones with the date in them uh, that's supposed to match up with the year of your retirement or the 2025 fund, very, very popular one for people who are going to retire in the next year or two. Um, you're still risking literally all of your retirement savings in those funds. But when you look at them, uh, you know, and look at how much uh, they have performed over the past, say, 10 years, those target funds, the 2020, 2020, they only averaged in the 6% range per year. 
And look at what it took to get them to, to go up to this 6% low. It took a massive expansionary period of time here in, in the stock market over the past several years to get them to the sixes. So what if the next 10 years, for example, what if they don't look as amazing as the past 10 years have looked? You, you, you might be stuck only earning in the 3% range on that money if we don't do as well. So it just begs the question yet again, why not roll a portion of your money into something more predictable, something more secure? We have the very high interest rates right now. Why not? Uh, and you can do this for, for old 401ks uh, from, a, from a prior job. Um, you could take a portion of your current 401k, the one with your current job, as long as you're over 59 and a half, um, you can usually do this. And it doesn't cost you a thing, meaning there's, there's no taxes because all you're doing is switching financial companies. Um, taxes only come about when you make withdrawals. It's not for rollovers. So, so look, if you're looking to get, you know, maybe a bit more secure with your retirement savings, or if you'd like to take advantage of the, the really strong interest rates that, that are, you know, in that close to that 6% range, which you can get nowadays, you need to act now before the Fed begins lowering these rates, which is predicted that they're going to be doing it soon. Um, and if your current financial advisor isn't being very helpful, um, now's the time to get a second opinion from a financial advisor like myself. I'm an accredited investment fiduciary. I have over 25 years of experience in helping people out. Primarily, my focus is between um, the ages of 50 and 75, mm -hmm. uh, folks in that age range, right here in the greater Philadelphia, South Jersey, Delaware communities. Um, you're welcome to come right into my office uh, and uh, we can meet there or have a Zoom call or something like that. But it all starts with giving my office a call right now and someone from my team will take down your name and your phone number. You won't be speaking with me now, but uh, they'll set up a time for us to chat, you and I, to chat later this week. Um, and it just, you know, it can't hurt in getting some more information flowing your way, uh, you know, before these interest rates potentially start going back down in the upcoming week. So the number to call right now is 610-894-7415. That's 610-894-7415. And the other nice thing to remember uh, about these financial products offering in that 6% interest rate, a lot of them, most of them, they don't charge you any annual fees. The financial firm where your money would go, they usually pay us, the financial advisor, right out of their pocket. So you get to work with a financial advisor, someone just like myself, without paying us, without paying us directly, because our compensation is already built in uh, to those rates. And, and then, you know, I might be able to help you with other things once I'm on board helping you with that account. I can certainly help you with other things like the, the Roth IRA planning, which a lot of people have a million questions about that, or tax planning in general. So once again, the number to call right now to set up a time so that I can get to know your situation a little bit better. And the meeting could be either a phone meeting or a, a video conference, something like a Zoom or even an in-person meeting. My Radnor, Pennsylvania office is uh, convenient to a lot of our listeners uh, right near the King of Prussia area, uh, two blocks from Villanova. Um, okay, so when you call, by the way, someone on my team will just take down your name and number. We'll chat later this week. And it's just a great time to get information on these rates to how to best position uh, your investments for the next couple of years uh, as we head into this unpredictable election year. The number one last time, 610-894-7415, Chris. As I mentioned earlier, you're going to see numerous elections over the course of your retirement. 
Jim Cipriati has been helping people through numerous elections. He's let him put his 25 years of experience uh, to work for you. That number, once again, 610-894-7415. There are a lot of people who feel like they're behind the eight ball when it comes to retiring. They haven't saved enough. On the other side of it, there are many who have the resources to retire now, but they sometimes delay their decisions. Financial advisor Azul Wells says they might be falling victim to what he calls the four most dangerous words for those nearing retirement, and that is just one more year. Unfortunately, all of us are just one cancer diagnosis, one heart attack, one stroke away from not being able to fully take advantage of what I call the youth of our senior years. And if you're 60 years old, you likely have less than a thousand weeks of healthy, active time in front of you. So yes, it's easy to work one more year, but remember what you're taking away, what the price that you pay for one more year of work is 5% fewer healthy active years in retirement and these are likely going to be your healthiest and your most active years that's an interesting way to look at it uh, jim when your clients say just one more year what do you tell them <laughs> yeah i mean geez azul when you when you put it like that yeah. i mean he, he's not wrong but uh but i've heard it a lot jim you know people say jim i'm just gonna work one more year i you know i, I hear it more times than uh you you would think but look in a lot of situations it makes a whole heck of a lot of sense for people to hold their nose and just kind of plow through for another 12 months, uh, maybe for, you know, a, a whole host of reasons. But but look, a lot of us, most of us want to retire as young as, as possible. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, a lot of people say, you know, why would I want to you know, keep going? But if, if we're if we're speaking strictly from a financial standpoint, there, there's certainly some financial benefits of delaying our retirement, because usually. That means we're also delaying our social security, which could in turn mean we're, we're getting a much larger check for the rest of our lives by delaying it. Mm -hmm. And one of the biggest advantages um, would be that we're not going to be pulling from our own retirement savings for a whole year or maybe two years by delaying um, because those withdrawals, otherwise they can really pack a punch. I mean, depending on how much we're pulling out and how early we're pulling it out. Um, and don't forget, you know, if you're still working, you know, you're going to be adding additional money likely into those 401ks, um, you know, with with every paycheck that you're putting money in and getting the match and all that. So, of course, that's going to help building up your investments. Um, if you're in your late 50s, maybe your early 60s, what you need to do is just figure out, you know, if you're really contemplating retiring at those younger ages, you got to get that health insurance situation uh, in check because, uh, up until age 65, um, what are you going to do? Then you're, you could switch over to Medicare, but insurance is not inexpensive no, um, not. Uh, up, up until those ages. So, you know, when we're talking about all of this together um, and we're also looking at, you know, whether or not we should continue working, um, you know, some people have, you know, the opposite end of the spectrum. They have millions and millions of dollars saved. They got money in all these different accounts, retirement accounts, brokerage accounts, bank accounts. And sometimes I'll ask these people um, how much they think they're going to spend each month when they are actually retired. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, you know, people think about it for a couple of seconds and then I'll get an answer or something like, well, Jim, I, I don't know. I, I really don't travel that much. I've already been a lot of places. Uh, my mortgage is paid off. I, I live a pretty frugal lifestyle. I, I get that that response so often. And people say, you know, I, if I say, look, if you had to put a dollar amount on it, people say, oh, I might spend something like 4,000 bucks a month and, and I'll scratch my head a little bit and I'll do some math in my own mind. Uh, 
and and I'll, and I'll look at their numbers or what they have currently and um, and figure you know a lot of people will collect maybe around three thousand dollars a month from from Social Security and um, if that's the case they're only going to need to and they need four grand they only need about another thousand bucks a month from their retirement savings so that's only about twelve thousand bucks a year and if they have these millions of dollars saved. It's, it's, I mean, it's crystal clear. They're, they're barely going to be touching any of their investments because the investments are going to continue growing at a pace much more rapidly, hopefully, than just 12000 bucks that you're spending. So if that's the case, people need to come to the acceptance that everything they've ever worked for um, is going to be split between their kids and the government in the mm-hmm. form of taxes. And some people are taken aback when they look at it that way. Um, you know, look, we all want our kids to have something, but people, you know, kind of take a moment to reflect how, how hard they have worked when they think about this. And, um, and then people are also torn because they're nervous about using some of the money as well. Cause you know, no one wants to run out of money and later in retirement. So a lot of people are, are like a deer in headlights when it comes to enjoying the fruits of their labors, Chris. There's certainly a psychological component to it. You know, watching a, you know, no longer having to go to work, you know, having 40 hours of your life, at least 40 hours of your life back to, to do whatever it is that you want and how to make that work. But also watching, you know, your nest egg, what, what has been growing for the past 25, 35 years, uh, suddenly start to deplete because now you're spending down that money. Uh, I, I can imagine that would give people some pause, but this is what you've worked for. So, so I have to imagine there is a little bit of uh, a psychology and counseling beyond the financial side when you sit down with people occasionally. Oh, yeah. It's it's uh, probably 80 percent mental, maybe 90 okay. <laughs> percent. Um, yeah, there, it really is, because uh, people th- we, we're thinkers. You know, we're, we're all think we all think about a whole bunch of random stuff and we think through different scenarios and and we get our minds really racing. But there's there's just so many people out there that have accumulated a, a lot of money. I'm talking about plenty, plenty of money to retire and they know it and they know they're going to be set for life. Um, but the. But the real folks that I that I personally enjoy helping out every single day, they're the people that have saved some money, um, but they they wonder they wonder is it going to be enough? And I'm talking about the people who have worked hard, really their whole life, who have accumulated you know some some decent money, maybe something like three hundred grand, four hundred thousand, five hundred thousand, or more um, in their retirement. But but they're just not sure if it's going to last them the rest of their lives. Um, and I just met with a guy recently that came into my Radnor, Pennsylvania office. Uh, he had been a listener um, of our show f- over the past couple of years here on 1210. But he came in to visit because he loved how we were focused like a laser on techniques that can help potentially minimize how much we pay in taxes throughout our retirement. He loved that. Um, and he, he shared all this with me and told me this is why he came in, because he didn't want to have to continue uh, working another um, couple of years in addition to like the tax planning part. So he, he really wanted to kind of pull the plug on the, on, on the working thing. So um, just the thought of him having to work another couple of years, it was kind of getting him down in the dumps. Um, and he was only 62, but um, he, he, was, he toyed around with the idea of switching careers and doing something different, but he had just pretty much had enough, enough. So he was telling me he just wanted to be able to spend time with, with his grandkids um, he didn't want to be, you know, worried about the stress of job, uh, the, 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 his job anymore. Um, he was in decent health. Um, he grew up locally around here, right in Bucks County in Ivyland. Um, his parents both lived into their mid eighties. 
So he wanted to make sure his money could last him uh, just just in case he made it to his mid or late 80s uh, or beyond. So he he just wasn't sure if the math was there, if he he had what it took. Um, And he also was sharing with me how he did lose money in the stock market back in the 2000s. Okay, sure. So he wanted to make sure his investments weren't, you know, in that same sort of position where he, you know, would have a loss and then maybe need to go back to work in his 70s if the investments didn't kind of pan out in his favor. So what I was able to do for him, I was able to teach him about some of the financial instruments that are available these days. And thanks to these high levels of inflation, I was able to find uh, some programs for him that could pay him income each month for the rest of his life, no matter how long he were to live. Um, and we ended up, um, just getting a pencil to paper and adding up some of his bills, really all of the bills and, uh, his, his expenses. And, you know, we factored in a cushion for travel and, and fishing trips. He was telling me how he loves striper fishing out in the Delaware Bay in the summertime. So we looked at, you know, all of those expenses all together. And then we looked at how much cash flow he'd have uh, coming in, uh, so things like social security and all. And when we factored everything together we realized that he could actually retire right now. All right. <laughs> Literally that day, he, his, uh, the look on his face, when we factored in how much he could get from the, the income-producing financial instruments. And this was largely because of how strong interest rates are at the very moment. Because financial instruments, they were able to pay him um, enough income to, to combine with his Social Security. Um, and I told him, I said, look, had this been two years ago, when interest rates were super, super low, we all remember how low they were. Um, he may have had to continue to work another couple of years because he was, um, you know, he wouldn't have been able to lock in at these high. The, the rates didn't exist back then, but now they're here. Um, and so that meant that the amount of income that he was able to collect from his retirement nest egg was enough to create a, a very comfortable amount of cash flow each month. So at the end of the meeting, he turned to me and said, Jim, if I didn't have this meeting with you, I'd probably end up working another two or three years. And he said, you know, knowing my luck, Jim, interest rates might be right back down in the toilet again in the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. So he said after that, after two years, he said he might have had to even work a little bit longer because his investments might not have produced uh, enough income two years from now. So he had me laughing. But the, the bottom line here, folks, is that it. Um, if you if you think uh, you might have what it takes to get you through retirement, but you're just not sure, um, you know, you might be pleasantly surprised, you know, what you might be able to pull out uh, income wise uh, with these high interest rates. And you can kind of create a, a pension for yourself. We're talking about lifetime monthly income for a portion of your uh, retirement savings. So. If you're listening and you'd like to kind of explore the idea of retiring, or maybe you'd love to retire at this point, but you're just not sure if you're financially ready, I invite you to to give my office a call. Call right now. Someone from my team will take down your name, your number. They'll set up a time for us to chat later this week. And I'd be more than happy to run a retirement income plan analysis, uh, completely complimentary for you. And the number to call right now is 610-894-894. 7415. That's 610-894-7415. Because look, you really need to ask yourself uh, if it's worth putting yourself through another couple of years of work and stress, especially if if you have enough resources maybe right now 
um, retirement wise to get you through many, many years uh, or the rest of your life. And along with the help of these high interest rates, you know, you might be there, um, but you, you got to get them now before they start slipping away. And I'm going to keep mentioning this on the next couple of shows because now is the time before these rates begin sliding. Um, so it's just a great time overall to get some, some, some help from me uh, personally, and I'll help you with this retirement income analysis, completely complimentary. So it's, uh, it's a great time to give a call. I'll help you out. The phone number, 610-894-7415, Chris. And online, retirereadyfg.com. Is it possible to save too much for retirement? Well, it could be if it gets you into tax trouble. Believe it or not, studies show it happens a lot. People spend less as they get older because certain things don't bring as much joy as they used to. For example, you know, the trips that you took in your 30s maybe aren't as thrilling as they are in your 70s and your mortgage is paid off and your kids are, you know, out of the house and uh, your money pile is just growing, going unused. So you combine that with the multiple streams of income you're going to have, like Social Security, perhaps a pension, rental properties, things like that. Uh, The tax man is going to come knocking, going to come to to collect his quote-unquote fair share what steps, Jim, can be done ahead of time to prevent this or minimize that fair share? Well, well here's the cold, hard truth. And uh, I know I mentioned this on previous shows, but it's worth mentioning again, which is that the folks who have done a great job in, in saving and, and building their retirement accounts, uh, and let's say you've managed to, to get your debts taken care of, you have no mortgage, you're, maybe your cars are paid off. Uh, and once you head into retirement, if you're only living a very frugal lifestyle, you're heading uh, uh, you know, into your retirement years, just living off of your social security, maybe barely touching your retirement savings here and there. Uh, well, look, you really need to start preparing for how that money is going to be transferred to your kids. And, and I'm not saying that you're, you won't have some major out-of-pocket uh, expenses you know, that, that might arise you know, when you're up there in age. We're talking about these long-term care expenses. Uh, a whole host of them that are not covered by your Medicare or the Medicare supplemental plans. Um, but look, for, for most of you, you can cover those expenses on your own. Um, you know, even for a couple of years of, you know, uh, assisted living or, you know, a caretaker coming in to help you out, um, you'd pay it out of your own savings and it probably won't even put a dent depending on how much you have. So, so where does that leave us? You know, if we're trying to figure out, you know, we have all of this money. What should our next move be? Um, especially if you've benefited from this big raging stock market over the past 15 years, what do you do? Um, people say, well, Jim, uh, can I gift around $18,000 per year? Uh, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. You can gift it to your, your family members, friends, the mailman, anyone you want. You can gift $18,000 per year. Um, it can't come directly out of your IRA. You have to pay taxes on it first. But anyway, if you gift the 18000 um, and you add up, you know, probably count on one hand the number of people you would gift that to each year. Um, is that really going to put a dent in all the money that you have accumulated uh, as well? So, look, it's never too early to begin t- uh, planning this kind of stuff out, by the way, because uh, everyone listening today, think about it. We've all been there, myself included. We've had a very close friend or a loved one who is otherwise healthy as could be. Uh, and their health maybe changed rapidly, or maybe they got into an accident. Uh, my best friend, uh, Pete, got hit by a car walking around his neighborhood when he was 45 mm. and passed away. Uh, healthy as could be otherwise. I mean, look, there's situations that, um, 
you know, and I assure you, my friend Pete never would have thought that, you know, he would have been one of the ones to pass away early. We don't think it'll ever happen to us. That's in right. other words, um, it, oh, that's going to be other people, but not, not us. But the point here being that we want to make sure that we're giving the IRS uh, the, the absolute least amount of, uh, of, uh, of our savings, um, giving the IRS the, the least amount out of our investments, um, because the IRS is always there in the backdrop. They're just ready, ready to take your hard-earned money and redistribute it to, to God knows where. And now with our, our debt as a nation, that it's surged up to 34 trillion. Uh, 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 dear God, it's it's almost impossible that taxes won't be going up in the future. And that's regardless of who gets elected into office. So without a proper game plan and without at least spending a little bit of time chatting with uh, a retirement investments uh, uh, specialist and a, a, a tax planner like myself, you could be potentially missing out on some strategies that could have gone a long way in helping you in keeping substantial portions of your retirement savings right there in your hands and in the hands of your family instead of the IRS, Chris. Because so many people out there, they are focused. We talked about it earlier in the show about the markets and how the markets are going to respond. Here's the thing. If you've got time on your side, which we know isn't always the case, but the markets will come back over time. History has shown that. When it comes to taxes, once you write that check to Uncle Sam, you're not getting it back. And, and so many people are focused on, you know, as W-2s are going out and things like that right now, on the taxes for, for this year, what they have to pay, but very little of them are planning for the taxes they could potentially have to pay over the next 20, 30 years. And that is why people need to go ahead and start looking forward, especially as they enter into retirement, right? Uh, absolutely. I mean, I, I'm thinking right now about a couple I met with recently. They came, um, they were from uh, Montgomeryville, uh, PA. They came, um, they were going to come into my Radnor office. That's right. Because it was only about a half hour away. And at the last minute, we decided to have a Zoom, a, a video conference uh, together. So they didn't even have to leave their house. And they were saying, Jim, look, we've been longtime listeners of the show the past couple of years. Um, they were they were hearing us talking about techniques uh, to get money transferred to their family members in the most tax efficient manner. So they're, they're that kind of got their interest. Um, and this couple, they were in their their mid to late sixties. Um, their home here in Montgomeryville was completely paid off. They also had a beach house in Brigantine uh, that was also completely paid off. Um, they had money in a, in a couple of different bank accounts. I think it was three different banks. Um, they had an IRA. They had a regular brokerage account over at Morgan Stanley. Um, the wife had a 401k over at Fidelity. The husband had a 403b over at TIAA. Um, they had a CD that they got a little, I think it was like five point five and a quarter, something like that, uh, over with Ally Bank. That's one of those online uh, banks. That's right. Um, and then as far as income, they had money coming in from Social Security. Uh, each of them had right around 3000 bucks per month coming in, so $6,000 total. Uh, and the wife also had a $2,000 pension coming in uh, each month. So they were telling me that they said, Jim, our homes are paid off. We're living pretty comfortably off of just the Social Security checks and the pension check. So they told me their main reason they wanted to, to have a discussion with me was uh, because their financial situation wasn't very cut and dry. So of course that gets my attention. <laughs> so um, they, they were you know explaining, they said, Jim, look, we have an adult son that we're still taking care of. He's mildly autistic. And they, um, they knew that he would not be able to handle money properly because they had a lot of assets um, if, if the money was inherited uh, by him. 
So um, they said, Jim, we have a we have a daughter too. Um, she's not autistic. She's quite healthy, but she, they were saying that she kind of grew distant from the family um, because the daughter, unfortunately, the daughter and her husband both developed drinking problems. So um, they were, you know, they would the parents were concerned. They just wanted to make sure the bulk of their finances um, were 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 kind of earmarked to make sure that their autistic son was properly cared for for mm -hmm. the rest of his life. Sure. So what I did, I asked them, I said, you know, what do you, what game plan do you have in place so far? Um, and um, they said, if something happens to, you know, either one of us, they just kind of figured their surviving spouse would take care of the finances and, and the autistic son. But I said, what, what, what's your game plan if, if both of you were to pass away? And their answer was, well, Jim, that's why we're in the Zoom call with you. And, and so what I was able to do for them, you know, I was able to introduce them to a lawyer colleague of mine who was able to teach them a couple of different ways to make sure those assets fall into the proper channels uh, exactly according to their wishes. Because if they were to pass away suddenly, um, the court would be the one um, very well to, to, to split up the assets. They might just split the assets right down the center, give the daughter and her husband with the drinking problem half of your money, and then the other half could very well go to the son who um, could very well be coerced into the, the wrong direction, into making bad financial moves. Um, if, if someone was able to lead him, you know, convince him into doing X, Y, and Z with the money, the mm -hmm. autistic son. So look, the bottom line here, it, folks, is that um, it, it, it's true. It might cost you some money to do these trusts, you know, maybe a couple thousand bucks to set them up. But you can completely tailor these to whatever your wishes might be. You just tell the lawyer exactly what you want and they'll do it. They'll write it out and make it official. I mean, you can even tell the lawyer to put in there, you know, some verbiage that you that you want your assets to stay within your bloodline. That's called per stirpes. Um, and let's say that that your son-in-law or your daughter-in-law um, isn't kind of, you know, you don't want them getting big chunks of your money. Um if it's per stirpes, the, 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 the money wouldn't go into the in-laws uh, hands in most cases, if it's set up properly, um, the money would flow directly uh, to your son or your daughter. And then if your son or daughter has passed away, the money then goes to your grandkids instead of your son-in-law or your daughter-in-law. And this is especially important if someone in your family, kids or in-laws, if they have a spending problem or a drinking problem or a gambling problem, uh, or maybe they don't they don't treat your son or your daughter, the in-laws we're talking about. Maybe they don't treat your son or daughter as respectfully as they as they should. So you get the point here. We just want to make sure our money goes exactly where it can be best used and and appreciated. Um, and some of these trusts can also help protect your assets to make sure they go to to family members instead of going right out the window into the hands of a nursing home. So if these types of discussion points are, are striking a chord with you, but maybe you don't know where to turn or uh, or who to speak with, I would suggest just just grabbing your phone, call my office right now. Someone from my team, again, they're going to take down your name, your number. It's a quick phone call right now today, a couple of minutes. I know you're running errands and on the go. Um, and we'll set up a time to chat. Uh, they'll set up a time for you and I to chat later this week. And I can guide you in terms of what professionals are in our area who, you know, maybe link you up with and uh, ones that I have personally worked with in the past and that they could really help you out in good ways, um, potentially. So the number to call right now, 610-894-7415.
610-894-7415. Because remember, we've all heard those stories about people who passed away suddenly, whose family members burned through the money as reckless as a as a bull in a china shop. Mm-hmm. And we've heard the stories about the nursing homes siphoning out the money right out of people's accounts like a fire hose. So now is the time to take the steps to contact a financial professional like myself who can start in giving you some pointers and uh, letting you know which kind of direction that, that might be a good, uh, good path for you. We want to be proactive with this kind of stuff because we work hard for all of our savings. So the number again, 610 Chris. Do what you can to protect, you know, uh, the money that you've saved up from Uncle Sam from the government. Perhaps protect your your family members from themselves if you know that to be the situation. It's a conversation I think certainly worth having, and it is a complimentary conversation. Don't forget that. 610-894-7415. You mentioned nursing homes a couple times there, Jim. And and long-term care, it is a cost that can, you know, drain retirement funds. Kim Davis, Wealth Advisor Kim Davis, tells the Money with Katie podcast that if you can't pay for the care out of your own pocket, you should consider some form of long-term care insurance. Long-term care policies have come a long way. They used to be extremely expensive. They used to be for a finite amount of time. Usually they were for about five years. So you'd get five years of long-term care and you're paying these very high premiums. If you didn't use it, you would lose it. Now they have policies that will go on as long as you need them. They morph into a death benefit if you don't use them. So if you don't use the policy, then your kid can get some money as a like little insurance policy from the long-term care. Now, Kim went on to say the late 50s is really the ideal age to look into long-term care policies. But I'd have to imagine we've got listeners out there who are, you know, in their early 60s, mid-60s. For them, is it too late? No, no, it's not too late. Certainly not too late for in your 60s. Uh, and and she's right, too. I, I can remember uh, back in the early days of my career, uh, back in the, the late 1990s, Chris, when <laughs> long-term care insurance, they were just making their debut mm-hmm. back then. They were new. Um, and there was something like 30 or 40 different insurance companies in the early years. They were all offering their own version of the coverage. And people were signing up for these policies left and right. Um, most of the people signing up were the people who have witnessed firsthand how expensive nursing homes or, uh, can be or, or how expensive it can be to, to pay someone every day to come into your home uh, to help out with these day-to-day activities. They add up significantly. Because uh, think about it, if you go back in time, you know, I'm talking about earlier generations, um, maybe in the 1950s, 1960s, there was normally just one spouse that was working out there in the working force and the other spouse was working equally as hard uh, at home, just raising the family and all of that. Um, And back then, you know, if if there was one spouse who maybe you know typically had a little bit more extra time, uh, possibly to take care of like an aging mother or father, um, but in the more recent generations, we have both spouses that are normally out there in the workforce, so it doesn't leave a whole lot of free time uh, for for one spouse, let's say, to also take care of an aging parent mm-hmm. because they're juggling their career and all of that as well. It's it's too much. So in in so many cases, the aging parent. Um, you know, kind of reflects and says, geez, I don't want to be a burden on my kids. So the the parent just sometimes pays the money out of their own pocket for these, either a nursing, uh, uh, the the nursing home, obviously, or maybe someone to come into the home to help out a little bit uh, here and there. And eventually, when the aging parent passes away, then the kids are tasked with uh, settling, you know, mom or dad's estate. And 
they kind of look at each other, the kids, and ask, where the heck is all mom and dad's money gone? And, you know, nowadays we have uh, insurance companies that are willing to put some or all of the bill um, and take care of that for you so that your, your assets have a much better chance of not flying out the window. And, and the nicer thing, just like we heard in the clip, a lot of the newer uh, uh, versions of these long-term care protections um, is that these policies nowadays have, uh, they're different. They, they have situations where um, the, the policies uh, have your premium um, that they put in writing is guaranteed never to increase. And anyone listening now who has some of those older long-term care insurance policies like the, the ones through Genworth or John Hancock or Allianz, uh, you know exactly what I'm talking about because every time you get that bill, they're asking you for more money. So the newer ones have the, the guarantees of, that they promise never to increase. Uh, and not only do they promise that, but they can also pay the death benefit to your family in mm -hmm. the event that you, you pass away prior to using some or all of the care. I mean, imagine if car insurance companies did the same thing where <laughs> if you never got into a car accident, imagine if they refunded all of the tens of thousands that you paid into that car insurance policy over your lifetime. Um, and the other thing to, to, to know is that you do not need to be in perfect health to, to get these policies. Uh, just about everyone 50 and over is on some sort of medication, whether it's blood pressure medication, cholesterol meds, uh, type two diabetes, whatever it may be. Insurance companies don't even blink an eye at those things anymore. So the best way to figure out if these policies will be a good fit for you is to contact a financial professional just like myself who can get you um, you know, get to know you a little bit better, obviously, and then match you up with a, with a policy. Even if it's a small, modest policy, I tell people, because at least that way you have some kind of coverage instead of no coverage at all. Um, and, and I'm sure you've heard, Chris, probably some of these stories about how costly the, uh, the coverage can be if you don't have any insurance protection, right? No, absolutely. You think I could just pay out of pocket. If you have a spouse, this is something to consider as well, right? Like, because if you're spending that money down, that is affecting their bottom line and their retirement as well, because that money is coming out and, and their, their quality of life may be diminishing as well. Yeah. One spouse needs uh, expensive care and they're spending the money. I mean, just like you said, where does that leave the, the other spouse mm -hmm. who might be in good health and then trying to get through the rest of his or her life on a diminished retirement account uh, balance? So that's another reason why we look into this coverage. So you know, and I'm thinking about, you know, all the things that we've covered on this show uh, today, Chris, we covered a lot of ground. Um, what we were talking about earlier is, is, is worth bringing up again, because we were talking about um, a couple of things, like namely about the election year being something that uh, everyone's a little bit nervous about. So we were speaking about how over the past 70 years, uh, the S&P 500 has only been down during three election years. And two of those three years, where the year 2000, where we had the dot-com bubble bursting, and then 2008, when we had that big, nasty housing market crisis. Uh, so I don't think if Jesus Christ himself were running for president, uh, I still don't think those two <laughs> awful years would have turned the stock market back into positive growth uh, territory. But, And then we were also talking about how some folks were delaying their retirement um, or thinking about it for another year or two. But it might be unnecessary because you might be able to lock in some of these in investments with these high payout rates that you can generate some the monthly income that you need um, to retire now instead of having to wait for two years from now. Because if you retire, then you don't know what rates are going to be. Then we also talked about the importance of protecting your assets 
uh, as best you can by having a tax plan in place. Uh, we've, we've talked about certain types of wills and trusts and all to make sure your assets get into the hands of the people you actually want your money to go to. Um, and the IRS and nursing homes, I'm sure, are not on anyone's gift list. Uh, and we also talked about these, these, uh, these types of uh, policies where you can protect yourself in the event that you need someone to come into your home to help take care of you, uh, or if you go into a nursing home, so that the insurance company is paying for that bill or a portion of that bill out of their pocket instead of you reaching into your uh, wallet for that. Um, so there's a lot of important financial topics um, that we, we need to have in the back of our mind you know, in order to protect our hard-earned, you know, life savings. And, you know, think about it. You started saving for this moment of your life back in your 20s. You know, you saved as much as you could back then. But now you're approaching your late 50s, your, your 60s, your 70s. And think about it. You've, you've come a long way. You know, think about the balances you had when you were in your 20s. I mean, they were barely there. Now look at what you've accumulated. Well, just because you've accumulated the money doesn't mean your job is done. The next step is that you need to learn about every strategy available in order to protect what you've accumulated. If you have questions or concerns about reaching your retirement goals, then give the Retire Ready Financial Group a call, 610-894-7415, or visit us online at retirereadyfg.com. Retire Ready Wealth Management is not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if Retire Ready Wealth Management is licensed in your state, please call 610-704-2792. Retire Ready Wealth Management is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through James Cipriati, Pennsylvania Insurance License 366900. Investment advisory services offered through Impact Partnership Wealth LLC, a Securities and Exchange Commission registered investment advisor firm. IPW and Retire Ready Financial Group are non affiliated firms. Registration is not an endorsement of the firm by securities regulators and does not mean the advisor has achieved a specific level of skill or ability. Investing involves risk. There's always the potential of losing money when you invest in securities. Asset allocation, diversification, and rebalancing do not ensure a profit or protect against loss in declining markets. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. IPW, its affiliates, and its investment advisor representatives do not provide legal tax or accounting advice. You should consult your legal and or tax professionals before making any financial decisions. Please be advised that you may conduct securities transactions only by speaking directly with your investment advisor representative, either by phone or in person.